Hello everyone and welcome to a new Phantom of One with your host Martin Leon aka me. Well it's not like I mean it's not like my nickname is me. It's not like you know if you say hello me I'll be like oh that's anyway. Okay um so good news this is being recorded in a timely fashion in the time when this is usually recorded which is Friday night, or, well, you know, 1 a.m. Saturday morning, my neighbor has his something, something playing super loud upstairs. So that may seep into the audio. I hope not. I, sadly, I'm recording on the Anchor app, and, I mean, I have to kind of, like, stop and then see what's been recorded. Like, I can't check, but I did a check before this, and... I don't think I don't think the that audio has been recorded the, although that other audio the car that just passed by that may have been picked up uh, fun anywho uh, so this week I thought I was going to do things a bit differently and start with the fandom part of the podcast and then finish with, well, then go into mental health and then finish with accountability. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get right on that. Uh, this week I had some, I have some themes to discuss. I haven't finished watching The Queen's Gambit again. I don't know people, I don't know why I'm so against narratives right now. I will watch YouTube videos, I will watch YouTube documentaries, I will watch reality shows, I will watch so many things, but I am not in the mood for narrative-based show, and I haven't been, I think, ever since we, since episode one of this, when I reviewed Beastars. So instead of that, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, other stuff that, I'm, that are fandom-related to me. So one of them is Lady Gaga. Uh, Lady Gaga... I love her. She, I love her music. Uh, she was one of, like, the first big concert that I went to and I paid for myself was the Lady Gaga concert, uh, the Fame Tour. It was an amazing experience. She's an amazing artist and performer. But, oh my God, she's bringing out these Chromatica Oreo cookies. And people, people, look, I love an Oreo. I love the... I was going to say plain, but it's not even plain Oreo. Like the original Oreo, you know, chocolate cookie, uh, and then the cream. It's it's perfect. It doesn't need anything else. And yet, you know, like every six months or so, there's like, oh my God, there's a new flavor of Oreo for you to look at on the store and in the store and buy if you want to waste that money or you know just rather decide that you rather have the original Oreo which is great and fantastic my god why why are you even considering buying that other thing um and the thing with the Chromatica Oreo uh Chromatica being the name of her latest album um it's that it's just a pink cookie with green cream and of course people are acting as if that is some sort of 
like, oh my god, it's pink and green. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed food for the past 20 years or so, but we do have artificial food dyes. It's not hard to color anything, basically any color. Like, it would be more impressive it was if it was like a, maybe like a ruby red cacao that makes the cookie, so it's like pinkish. Uh, and then I don't know what you could be tasty and green that goes with chocolate. But no, like, like I was reading this, um, this news piece on the Oreo cookies and, you know, it, it just, it says this part, like, from, from the looks of them, of them, the dessert reminds you of French macarons. It's like, no, it doesn't. A macaron is, like, way fluff. It's like a meringue cookie. It has nothing to do with a dry biscuit like an Oreo. Like, what are you talking about? And, and, and I understand, like, this thing that I'm reading, it was probably, you know, they probably sent a press release and they and someone wrote this based on that press release. And who, who wrote this? I don't think... It, this is from a site uh, in Spanish called Milenio, and they don't even really credit the the authors. The authors. They don't even credit the authors. Uh, it says CJR. Um, yeah. No, it's, it doesn't even have, like, an author. It's just... Uh, the singer showed off in her social media the cookies, uh, which, besides looking delicious... They don't look delicious. They look awful. You know, like, there is no cookie that I can... Like, okay, if it's pink because of the icing, fine. But it, it don't... They don't look good. They don't look good. They don't look delicious. But of course someone got paid to write that they look delicious. And they're not going to do, like, an honest review saying, like, well, we don't know what they taste like, so we can't tell you what they taste like. And they look like they have been treated with so much, you know food dye that it's probably not healthy for you and anywho I'm not even going to try them because it says here they're only going to be released in the US for a limited time um, so yeah whatever if they come here to Mexico like it'll be like one overpriced box and I'm not going to waste money on cookies I know I will not like when I can buy the original Oreo and have the cookie I know I will like for a reasonable price I haven't even buying Oreos I have like the, my favorite cookie the one that I buy more often it's called Principe meaning prince and it's like a vanilla it's like a vanilla biscuit with chocolate in the middle I really hope that my neighbor's uh, stuff isn't leaking into the audio but I've also heard some cars there's, there's a car right now You don't really notice how noisy the world is until you try to record anything in a podcast without a podcast studio or a radio, whatever, without proper noise insulation. Which is a shame, I guess. Anywho, so that was for Lady Gaga. Uh, also, uh, 
relevant to my fandoms is Oscar Isaac is going to be playing Solid Snake. So if you don't know who Oscar Isaac is, he's the guy that plays uh, Poe in the new Star Wars movies. He's like an X-Wing pilot. And he's also in the new Dune movie. I never read Dune, uh, but I've heard, I've, I've heard some good reviews. I tried reading Dune. I was never into it, to be honest. And there's so much to read out there that I thought, you know what? I don't have to read Dune. I can read something else. It's fine. Um, okay, so that's Oscar Isaac. He's super hot. I actually met him when I was working in Cristiada as an onset production assistant. Um, and he's super nice. Uh, but. He's gonna be playing Solid Snake, and if you don't know Solid Snake, Solid Snake is from a video game called Metal Gear Solid. I don't know really how to describe his character. He's sort of like a like a mercenary type. You need it's it's a game that's really focused on stealth, which is you know, usually a lot of games are more like go in guns blazing, and this game was more about stealth. So you had to you didn't have to be caught. And, and like, if you've ever seen, like, images of a video game box and, you know, walking about, that's probably more, <laughs> that's probably Solid Snake under that box. He's also in Smash Brothers for some reason. But, you know, like, the only reason to be in Smash Brothers is just because you have enough of a, enough of a fan base to be in Smash Brothers. Anywho... Uh, cynicism aside, and actually cynicism forward, uh, I don't get video game movies. I don't get why you would make a video game movie. Like, the whole point of a video game is that you like the story because it is an interactive experience. You are experiencing the story while controlling the main character. So I don't understand this obsession of wanting video games to be turned into movies. And then this surprise when those movies don't end up being good. It's like you like this story because of the interactive experience and you think it's going to be good without that experience. Why? Like every time I, I, I hear of like there should be, for example, like a, there should be like a Zelda movie. I'm like, but the whole point of a Zelda game is that you get to be Link and you get to go and like destroy you know you know not just like you know solve the puzzles and kill the kill the 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 dungeon boss and kill the dungeon boss or whatever and and i understand this part where like it would be really cool to see in a realistic way and in a like huge screen this image that you know especially when i started gaming was just this like 16 bit image in a game but on the other hand I'm like but they never really managed and like when you see something in a in a 2D 16 bit or 8 bit like when you, you use your imagination and you, it kind of becomes its own thing in your head and and then when it becomes a movie it becomes a movie through someone else else's vision so so very 
so it's so very rare for a video game movie to be good. And you know now they're gonna do I forget the name, but Tom Holland's gonna star in it. Uh, it's a Naughty Dog game. It's not The Last of Us, which I'm sure we're gonna get treated to a Last of Us movie at some point. Um, I forget the name of the game. Anywho, I mean, I understand with these characters like Lara Croft or this guy whose name is Nathan Drake or maybe even Duke Nukem or the people from The Last of Us, the whole world of The Last of Us. I think that's kind of thing. If a Last of Us movie were to be made, I think it would be really dumb for it to be the story that we see in the video game. Like, it would be better for The Last of Us movie to be about another character that you are not with in the game. I haven't even played The Last of Us. But that's the thing, like, I don't understand, like, especially now that video games become so realistic, it's like, so you want this, but you want it in a way that you can't control it, when the reason why you like it is that the people that made it made it to be controlled. It's just weird. It's weird to me. I can't think of a single video game movie right now that has been received positively. I'm pretty sure, no. There was a movie that was like, oh my god, they're gonna... I mean, the Final Fantasy movie, but again, that's not the story of Final Fantasy VII movie. Um, it's Sephiroth came back, and this is a new story. Uh... Yeah, no, stop trying to make video games movies. Video games are video games, and they're even better than movies. I mean, sometimes there are some really bad video games and some video games with horrible stories. Anywho, so that's my rant on the Metal Gear Solid movie. I'm not gonna, probably not going to watch it, because even if Oscar Isaac is in it, and he... I hope he's, you know, he wears a skin-tight suit that Solid Snake is known for. Uh, I can just watch the gifts of that on Tumblr. I don't need to pay for that movie. Or maybe I'll watch it later. Whatever. So, um, continuing down my list of fandomy things for this week, I did watch another food reality show. I love food reality television. And on Netflix, it's called The Amer American Barbecue Showdown. Guys, I I didn't know what to expect going into the show because it's like literally I was like looking looking at Netflix saying like I should watch the Queen's Gambit because I promised to watch it for my podcast. And then I looked at my list in on Netflix and the American Barbecue Showdown was there. And I was like, well, you know, cooking competition show, I might as well give it one, you know, I might might as well look at the first episode see see how, how it is and the first episode wasn't that great it literally just I was there watching it because there's in the first episode there's this call guy uh, whose nickname is Shotgun and he has the most amazing arms I've ever seen in a reality competition show in a food reality competition show um, he's uh, hashtag spoiler alert, but he's the first one to be eliminated. Um, 
and so I saw that one and it was kind of good and then you know the the judges kind of had their charm and the contestants also uh, kind of had uh, their charm and I was like you know what fine fine I'll watch I'll watch the next episode and somewhere between the second and the third episode I was just I, I was just hooked I was hooked um, there's always been this you know kind of like meme always always because Red Division is ages old no like uh, there's been this meme as of late that the difference between uh, American uh, food competitions and uh, shows like the great British Bake Off like if you see Top Chef Just Desserts versus uh, Zumba's Just Desserts or the great British Bake Off like in the non-American shows people are, aren't as confrontational in fact they help each other you know they're they're it's they're more mellow and you can tell that they grow to like each other and even in Top Chef where there's parts where they say you know like you know I made a lot of friends and whatever the editing is usually in a way where you see less of the friendship and more of the conflict and even when the editing focuses on the friendship you kind of always get the feel that they're focusing on the friendship because they're going to have a um they're going to have a conflict so they're starting with like oh we're friends oh we hate each other one of them gets eliminated and on this show um it's only it's only eight contestants uh and it's only eight episodes um uh, and Again, in the first and the first episode of any of these shows, it's kind of weird because you you know you're not gonna focus on all of them equally, so you don't get a feel for the personalities. Not only like until episode two or three, um, but at first you're like, okay, fine, you know, like the newcomer does good, and you have some seasoned people who, you know. But there's this charm to this show. There's this charm. Because a lot of these people are from uh, the south of the U.S. And one of them actually has like... Oh, my God. Why? Why? why, why? It's 2 a.m. people. What are you doing running your cars like this? There's this guy who has like Jamaican heritage. So he's you know, talks about it. and And he's just, you know they grow on you they're super charming people and the show focuses more on the fact that they all want to do good than on the fact that they want to beat each other I don't know if, if that makes sense of course they're in a competition of course they're trying to beat each other and of course none of them wants to get eliminated but the storytelling around the show is more about their own personal struggles there's this one episode in which one of the contestants he's about to give up they, they're given like weird um, weird proteins so it's like you get a raccoon or a one or a squirrel or a gator or whatever and and you know he's like super complaining he's like I don't do this I only do pork beef and chicken blah 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 and you know he's about to throw in the towel and be like you know F this I am I'm, I'm done with this 
and all of the other contestants are like no dude like pull through and they and they help him they help him a lot to to pull through and and it's oh god i i fell in love with and there again there's this charm there's this uh they have like all these southern phrases and southern southern expressions and again i i i said on the last episode the, the thing about these shows is that they get you like inspired to cook yourself i can't say i'm inspired to grill or smoke stuff smoke stuff not only because i don't have the equipment to do it and i in my little apartment i really couldn't do it um but but i was super i was inspired in a narrative way like i wanted to make I wanted to write stories about all of them, you know? Uh, I kind of want to write fanfic. I kind of want to learn more about all of them and what they do. Like, some of them, again, were doing, like, um, barbecue competitions before the show. Some of them were new. There's this one woman who's like, this is my first time trying all of these things. And even though it's his first time trying everything, she does not play it safe. And one of them, she has, you know, she has all of these southern expressions and she's always complaining but at the same time like meeting the challenges head on uh, and at first I was I wouldn't say that first what didn't really sell me on the thing is that you could tell they were in you know it's a it's barbecue so they are being given like five six eight hours for a challenge but but you can tell they're like well this usually would be done overnight you know there was there was there was brine overnight and then it would be on the grill for six hours on the smoker I'm sorry um, so at one point I was like was, were the challenges really made in a way that were fair to the contestants but it seems like they were and of course now I just want to have some barbecue real bad real bad this thing happened the dumbest thing happened to me today where I was like it was 9pm and I was thinking like, why am I so hungry? I just had lunch. And then I thought about it, I was like, no, I didn't just have lunch. I had breakfast at 10 a.m. and then I just started working. At one point I thought, oh, I should have lunch. I didn't. And then at 9 p.m. at night, I was like, why am I so hungry? So that happened. Uh, finally, um, on me, on, on the fandom part, I'm already 20 minutes in. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, you can probably hear from my tone of voice that uh, men, my mental health status this week is positive. Um, dealing with some stuff, trying to keep a positive mindset. Uh, and here's the thing that I kind of two things, um, three things, and then I finish the the fandom thing. Okay. The first thing that I thought is like, while I have said that I'm thankful for my job, it's always been this roundabout thing where I'm like, I'm thankful because through that I can buy others, like have the money to, you know, buy food or, you know, like um, buy nice things that I find on the internet and stuff like that. But I had never stopped just to be like, you know what, I'm thankful for this job, period. Like I am thankful that I, that I got it, that I, that I also met the challenge of my of my job like 
when when I got the job, part of me went like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose this job two weeks in because I'm not ready for this. So then I started therapy, and and every time I've not every time, but but at, at times when I've when I when I when, when I've thought to myself like, you know, like I'm such a quitter, I you know I remind myself quitters don't look don't ask for help. Quitters don't look for ways to continue. So yeah, it's been sluggish, and I and I wish I was better at time management and everything work-related management. But I think it's unfair of me to to say that I've given up myself when I clearly haven't. Uh, so that's one. Two is I I'm trying to find I'm trying to find the joy in my work. I'm trying to do the work and be like, this is cool. You know, like, I tend to be really dismissive of stuff sometimes, especially when I don't think I could do really good at it. I, it's easier for you to be like, no, oh, I didn't even care at all. But I am trying to care. I am trying to to really put myself out there. And it hasn't been automatic. It hasn't been, like, immediate. But I do think I'm... I'm putting myself out there in more ways than one. And finally, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, this is kind of a redundancy with everything I said before, but yeah, I'm trying to put myself out there. I'm trying to to remind myself that I that I can I can do a good job and I think I've done some good things this week I am still painfully frustrated at TikTok because ugh but anyhow finally the last thing I want to talk uh, fandomy this week is two videos that I saw on YouTube which were really good and both discuss uh, superheroes, and specifically the more recent tendency to be really cynical about superheroes. The first one I saw was by this guy called Patrick H. Willems, and he his YouTube channel is Patrick H. Willems, and he does a lot of media um, review and like me and like and video essays and and the the one that released uh, this week it's called what's the point of R-rated superheroes and what I really like about this video it is that it's not saying like R-rated superheroes are bad but rather that making superheroes that are already established like Superman, Batman, etc. R-rated well it it kind of goes against um, what the superheroes were meant to be in the first place. And he's not saying that this is, you know, in, a, in and of itself a bad thing. Um, again, I really recommend for you to watch the video, What's the Point of R-Rated Superheroes uh, by Patrick H. Willems. He's not saying it's a bad thing, but rather that that it's yeah, it's against it it doesn't help the purpose of 
getting more people to read read comics or get into superheroes. In the end, there's nothing wrong with a superhero story being silly and being about good conquering evil or about, uh, you know, just a silly power fantasy for younger kids. And he talks about um, several things, like the new... Um, like the Batman v Superman movie, which got some backlash. Uh, the Amazon series, The Voice, uh, which is like a dark take on superheroes. And Watchmen and Zack Snyder's version of uh, adaptation of Watchmen. And uh, Alan Moore's, uh, not only the comic Watchmen, but also a comic that is called uh, Miracle Man, originally Marvel Man, and how it's cool, yeah, you can explore the consequences of psychopaths with superpowers, but doing it with stylish characters kind of doesn't make sense, because you need to, you need to kind of go against what those characters represent in order for them to be what you want him to be. And to be honest, I've never seen Watchmen or read the comic, and I haven't seen the voice because it looks very gory, and I don't like gory things. Um, and this isn't to say that you shouldn't watch it. I don't think, I don't know if it's good or bad. I've heard some really glowing reviews from people I trust, but ugh, no. I've seen some clips, and no, 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 no. I do not need kind of that kind of energy in my life right now. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really good, it's a really good video essay by someone who loves comics about how the this this tendency to try and make them for adults kind of seems to come from people that forget that they fell in love with comics when they were kids. And if you take those comics away from kids, well, then there's not going to be any audience for the movies later on because no one fell in love with the characters when they were young. It's not like nowadays children aren't falling in love with the characters. Like, I have a niece who's three and she loves Batman and Spider-Man, so it's not like, it's not like the generation's been lost or anything. But, but you know, it... it some of the best superhero material out there isn't R-rated. And and personally, I, I find it really frustrating that it's only the R-rated, like the only R-rated that's, that's considered cool, in what, it's when they're like, you know, when there's a lot of blood and there's a lot of violence and all of that. And I would like for, for a superhero R-rated movie to be to be about joyous sex, you know, like I have, I, I want, I want to, I want to see a, a superhero boyfriend story, and I do mean like a gay superhero boyfriend story, in which, if it's R-rated, it's because you see these two characters just make love in a, you know, in a graphic, but also, you know, kind of art house style thing, you know, this idea of 
yeah, you're dating a superhero and it's amazing and it's great sex. Why do you, the soul have to be like, you know, like stuff that ruins it. Like, I, I, I don't know what's happening with fantasies. People are, I suppose it's cynicism. It's not like I'm not cynical myself. Um, but yeah, like I would like to see an R-rated movie and I don't mean like a porn movie. There are porn parodies of superheroes. But I'd rather see, you know, like, Fifty Shades of Grey style scene, not with the hitting or anything, of course, but, like, a a very sexy scene. Why not have an R-rated movie? Because there's this really sexy scene between Henry Cavill and Amy Adams, you know? Uh, and they... And where where you can see that Superman loves Louis Lane and he is doing his best to please her and he's Superman who so his best is really good. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be an amazing reason to have an R-rated superhero movie. Anywho, the other video is by um Melina Pendulum. I don't think that's a real name. Uh aka Princess Weeks like W-A-E-E-K-E-S um, and her video essay is called Why the Cynical Superhero Isn't That Interesting so this is more and again this isn't like a full like oh my god cynical superhero is bad she she compares the the series The Boys to the anime which is also serious if you think about it, uh, My Hero Academia. And she mentions how in one series, like, superheroes are super, you know, dark and awful. While in My Hero Academia, um, it's more of a hopeful view on superheroes. Um, and about how the great thing about superheroes is that they're strong, but they're not heroes because they're strong, but rather because they choose to help other people and and she does go out of her way to mention that this idea that you know that Superman you know it's like oh my god that's so fashy but you know that Superman stands for whiteness it kind of doesn't make sense when you think about it because Superman was created as a, def uh, you know, as someone who defends uh, the weak, you know, people who are the disenfranchised, and and to suddenly turn Superman into this kind of like dictator, it it kind of betrays the character because it's like no, Superman has no interest in being a dictator. He has interest in helping people. And if one thing will keep you from helping people, it's bureaucracy. So why would he... And people would say, well, you know, because, like, you know, actual helping people, you have to, you know, like, laws. Yeah, totally. I'll, I'll go with that. But... I think Superman would, you know, wouldn't care about, you know, a lot of things, a lot of laws, if it meant that he got to help a lot of people. And... And, yeah, like, having Batman be quote-unquote super cool and kill a bunch of bad guys 
might make for 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 five sec five minutes worth of movie where a whole bunch of people are going rawr yes do it. But but what about the fact that Batman became a superhero because his parents died and he he kind of doesn't want that to happen to anyone else. The other day on Twitter, um, this guy I know tweeted like, "Oh my God, Batman's superpower is money, and that's you know, that's boring." And you know, at first I was gonna be like, "Well, you know, in capitalism, having money is a superpower," but on the other hand, you know, I kind of thought about it. It's like, well, but that's not. I mean, a Batman doesn't have superpowers unless you count money as a superpower, which kind of is in a capitalist society. But the thing with Batman is that, you know, he chooses to help people. And yeah, people are going to be like, well, you know, what kind of like crazy person, you know, he just like drops, you know, he's a he's a rich guy beating on poor people because we have to bring realism to everything and hate everything and criticize everything. But in the end, the thing about Batman and Bruce Wayne is that, you know, he wants people to be safe, and of course, taking it taken to its you know to its extreme that makes bad things. But anything taken to its extreme is bad. So I find it really annoying that this idea of well, if 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 this is taken to extreme, it's bad, kind of becomes this banner for just shitting on everything, you know. Um, I have in front of me a little notebook with My Little Pony in it. And in it, you have this pony called Fluttershy. And quick thing, like in the new My Little Pony uh, cartoon, The Friendship is Magic, each pony had a quote-unquote element. So the elements were laughter, kindness, um, honesty, uh, loyalty, generosity and magic and there were so many you know fan art takes on like well you know Fluttershy's kindness but taken to an extreme that might make you a doormat and A the show does address this the show does address that not only do you have to be kind to others you have to be kind to yourself by not letting that happen but B like the whole point of the show is you're not going to do that to a kind person like you're watching a piece of media that is about friendship is magic and you know be nice to others and the thing you come out of that with is oh it's bad to be kind oh my god but again it's this thing of like let's take stuff to its to its extreme in order to criticize it. It's like, but it's not the extreme. Like, yeah, if the thing you're eating would be 10 times as salty, it would taste awful, but it isn't. It has a nice balance of sweet and salty and sour and bitter and all that stuff, and that's why you like it. Yeah, of course if you burn your coffee, it'll taste bad, but that doesn't mean that putting a little coffee thing on the stove to make coffee will instantly ruin it I don't know 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 what I'm saying now my that analogy ran away from me but anyway that's that's my thoughts on superheroes and people shitting on 
positive views and positive and just cool superheroes like again like I want to write a story where you, of a guy and his superhero boyfriend what he at first doesn't realize he's dating a superhero and then when he realizes he's dating one you know he kind of goes like hey I'm here with you at the end of the day I'm here for you and and then I want to see that in a movie an R-rated movie because there's a lot of sex in it. Artfully shot, of course. Anywho, so just to finish a uh, quick recap, uh, mental health. I am I'm still struggling with procrastination, but I think I did way better this week. Um, I think I, sh I I really have to start putting a lot of links on these shows to stuff because I found some stuff. Um. I found these uh, these guys called uh, Nil Nil and looking for them. Hold on, Nil Nils Nils and jo Niles maybe N I L S Niles Jonas and Jonas Niles and Jonas um, from njlifehacks.com. I found two very, uh, I think I mentioned this before, but I have found two uh, really interesting and useful documents. One was uh, 33 uh, kind of strategies to procrastinate less, and then there's 20 stoic exercises. Stoicism being a philosophy slash lifestyle. And while I don't agree with all of it, it does, it has, it, it did help me. And as far as per, just to finish with the productivity section of this podcast, because I'm the 40 minute mark, my God. Um, I didn't write, I didn't write. I, I was in a show and I kind of uh, improvised a lot of things that I liked, but I didn't write, I'm not writing the, the hour. I did write some fanfic. I, I'm writing a hurt comfort fanfic and I finished chapter one and then I realized that I have no comfort in this hurt comfort fanfic so I'm writing chapter two again this is my other account which isn't under Mentonarel so you'll never know unless I tell you and but I'm writing the comfort and I did write I did manage to write quite a bit I'd write I started writing one version of that second chapter I didn't like it I scrapped it did try to and then I realized through a comment in the first chapter that that's the whole thing the, ch the comment being bring on the comfort I'm like that's true I why why um, why haven't I put the comfort in this hurt comfort fabric so that's what I started doing and so for next week I did say last episode that I should start making promises uh, and in order to come back and say like hey I did this or I didn't do that so I'm gonna finish the Queen's Gambit I don't know why I'm so against narratives right now but I'm gonna just suck up and finish it because it's a good series and or at least I was starting to like it and I want to know how at least season one ends if I yeah so Queen's Gambit I am gonna write in that hour and I will bring an update of what I've done. It's probably not gonna be new stuff. It's probably gonna be uh, adding the other stuff that I've written this year. My God. Mind God. Anyhow, 
Um, so yeah, uh, that and and I'm gonna write some fiction. I don't know if it's gonna be. I mean, I'm probably gonna. I I am gonna finish writing the second chapter of the Hard Comfort um, fanfic and probably start in that superhero boyfriend story because I like the way that sounds. And I think my neighbor's just like pumping the volume up on his fucking music. So I'm gonna say goodbye now. And remember to follow me on my social media, Mentonarel, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, I kind of decided that Mentonarel on Facebook is going to be my English podcast page. So follow me there for podcast uh, updates. Uh, you can support this podcast through PayPal, Patreon, and Coffee. Mentonarel everywhere. Uh, and you want to follow my updates for shows in Spanish, I'm Martin Leon Standup on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening, if you have been here for the past 40-something minutes. Um, and I will talk to you next week.